Greetings, radio and podcast family. Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC, a faith talk show sharing the good news with you. Yes. And we're back to finish up last week's title called Forgive or Get Ready to Rumble. So this is part two. All right. For how to forgive and or get ready to rumble. Mm. Greetings, radio and podcast family, and pray you have the spirit of forgiveness and standing for righteousness, because we're going to cover a lot of it, yes. and trusting that we keep on time, because I know last week we were running over, and Pastor couldn't believe we had gone through an hour. Yes, I had a lot to say. I'm sure you do. Pastor, I want to mention a few things we did not get to finish last week, and we brought up David and Goliath, and everyone should remember that, and if you really want to hear it, Go to our podcast. We're on Spotify and a whole lot of others. Pastor will bring those up. But the timeless truths of this epic battle in Scripture suggests it is part of our human experience. We can all relate to the underdog. I know I can. Yep. Fighting against seemingly insurmountable odds, a fearsome opponent, and summoning the will to fight. These are all human experiences to which we can relate. That is why the Almighty included this great event in Scripture, because He knew we would all face times like now, and we'll need the lessons from the life of King David on how to defeat an overwhelming enemy. And I'm just one of those that truly believe I'm going down knocking. <laughs> If you're oh, going to take God. me, we're going to go down to the bitter end. <laughs> this is supposed to be serious now. You got me up here laughing already. But And what brought all this on is since uh, the election, yes. uh, going back to November, and then the certification of the election, of uh, January 6th, and then... All the Trump supporters coming, being you know, coming to D.C. and just scaring everybody out there, ever loving minds. And then on the twentieth, uh, uh, you uh, you had uh, uh, the uh, the National Guard there fencing. Now that now was talking, scary looking. And now they're talking about fencing there forever. So try to visit your state, your national capital here in the future. And then the hate uh, and the vengeance. Uh, against those people who supported uh, the former president. So that's what brought all this on. So in our culture today, and this is what the sin has already taken ground that once belonged to the Lord and holiness, because all this comes down to sin. Yes. It has taken over areas that once belonged to the church, such as marriage. The divorce rate in the church is as high as outside the church. Mm-mm. Preachers too often give encouragement lessons instead of preaching about holiness and sin. Mm, the government and liberal philosophy are gaining ground in redefining marriage as one man and woman to include homosexual marriage. The normal course of life will always bring you to the front line of battle and it cannot be avoided. Even when David ends up in the battlefront, it is because he is, he is obeying his earthly father's instruction, and that is to take food to your brothers. He fell into it. As a Christian living in a falling world, you cannot avoid a battle. And here comes a battle coming up right now. The battle that's coming up right now is that you heterosexuals who are out there, you are now being considered crazy. 
Hmm. You have a professor from the University of California, Riverside, that says heterosexuality is a tragic concept that perpetuates and funnels men into supporting toxic masculinity, masculinity and breaks up relationships. It got me so upset. Can't talk. <laughs> so huh? now you crazy because I love my wife. I'm crazy. Mm, and well, that's what the narrative is starting to be. It yep. is. But just know that it started back when our daughter, youngest daughter, was in high school, who's mm. now 30. There were, that was the beginning of boys dating boys and girls dating girls. And she was considered abnormal. So this whole setup has been permeated since her time. It's in her lifetime. But just know that I know God said in his word that it is true. So I'm not deviating from his word. So therefore, you must learn to recognize your true enemy, the devil. We fight against all sorts of things and too often fight the wrong things. Because what is it? He's in high places, in powers, in principalities. So we're fighting against that, not against each other. Here, Jehovah, the Almighty, shows us a clear picture of a true enemy like Goliath. Look at him, seven feet tall. He's carrying around armor that probably weighs about 10 times the weight of David. What makes him an enemy is not that he is a Gentile, because throughout the Old Testament, we see Gentiles turn in repentance toward the Lord. Look at Rahab and Ruth. That's right. Where Gentiles Gentiles are both found in King David's lineage and the Messiah. And remember, she was Rahab was the one who mm-hmm. let the um, men in the basket mm-hmm. to get away Joshua. from mm-hmm. their hometown because the men were seeking the men. <laughs> and the people who were there were willing to give up their daughters. But so what is going on now is not new. It's true. Nothing's new under the sun, so it says in Ecclesiastes. Yeah, they went to Rahab and said, hey, you know, we're here spying uh, here, yes. and we're going to let us down. And she said, I'm going to let you down in this basket so you can get away. And now she was considered the enemy right there, but yes, she, she was. saw something in those mighty men of God that she went along with the program. Praise and asked God. them to don't forget her when yeah. they come back. <laughs> and her family. <laughs> yes. And they didn't. Yes. Praise God. And and that that it's the fact that Goliath defies God that makes him an enemy. Yes. He also tries to draw the focus of the Israelites away from God by how he taunted the Israelites, stating that, oh, y'all follow Saul. And they are not the armies of Saul, but are supposed to be the armies of, of the, the living, living God. God. Hell true. If they had kept this mindset that they were the army of the living God, they would have had the confidence to fight that Philistine. Goliath also tries to get the Israelites to fight one-on-one, but that is not ever God's plan. He calls us to fight as his army yes, and not in our own army. Well, it looks like it's going to be a lot of sparks flying around here. But before <laughs> we get started, we want to recognize our longtime sponsor, Dr. Elton Powell of Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Please call for an appointment. And when you know the number, 850-402-9061. 
or take time to visit his website at dynamicsmindandwellness.com. And you know the saying that Dr. Paul says, live happy. He uses a holistic approach to help your particular ailment as a chiropractor. He helped me out. Praise God. So we will be right back. I want a heart that forgives A heart full of love One with compassion Just like yours above One that overcomes evil With goodness and love Like it never happened Never holding a grudge Want a heart that forgives My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Hey, Des, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day, there are over 2 million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So men, please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC in the house. Yes. Praise God. And before we continue, we always want to let you know that you can listen to our programs at your convenience at various podcasts that we are on, such as iTunes, or Google Music, yep. TuneIn, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Spotify, and now Stitch. All right. Stitch. I didn't know who they were. I had to go re- research them, first of all. You know, but Stitch is pretty popular out there. So we're thankful to be across uh, the social media platform. But also, you could become a stone builder donor just like Dr. Elton Powell. And it's so easy by visiting our secure website at welivingstones.org. Or if you want to make a donation, just use Cash App, dollar sign, Lstones51, and, and they come right to us. And, or if you want to call us, 850-219-0091, and then we can make sure that you get all our um, cost factors and donation pages and 
As a matter of fact, all that's on our website. Yep, and get on our email list so you'll know when it's coming out. And now let's let's go let's let's go back to what we were talking about before and and um, last week I guess I did get kind of emotional talking about uh, girls who now must compete against transgender boys in sports and bathroom use and these boys getting female athletes in athletic scholarships. Well, I know why. You have three daughters, and we have four granddaughters. Well, this executive decree by President Biden has done more harm than good from my perspective as a father of four children, of which three are women, and eight grandchildren, of which four are granddaughters. Right. Science says biological boys, because everybody talks about science, due to testosterone, have greater muscle mass and strength. When the almighty design male and female each have a unique purpose to his purpose to have dominion and multiply. But now current law state male and females are equal, but no one can refute that the woman's body is designed for childbirth and keeping the baby alive through breastfeeding. This cannot be refuted based on the story of creation in scriptures. Not only that. We all want to be equal, but I don't know anywhere in life, in work, whatever we do, we are not equal. I do not want to be equal. I want to be who I am. And as a woman, I feel that I have certain abilities that I can compete, but I don't want to be put in a position that someone's going to say, you have to do this because I said so. And like I stated last time in when we talked about the transgender, we are about 10 years behind Britain. And right now we have a whole lot of, of young men and young women, mid-20s, mid-30s, who are very frustrated with what they've done to their bodies. Mm-hmm. They're committing suicide. They can't turn back the clock. There's no way of changing Depression. what they did. Yeah, so we need to really look at this. Because now it almost seems like it's a fad. Oh, I'm, you know, my son or daughter is uh, a transgender. How do they know that? Their hormones haven't kicked in. And it's and, remem- and remember, our brains do not even kick in as an adult until we hit 26 years of age. Yeah, mine just kicked in just last year. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so frustrating is that they're killing women's sports. Yes, they are. Girls can no longer compete. I mean, we had mentioned last year that up in Connecticut, they've been doing this for some time in Connecticut, and girls have not won the state state track championship in a couple of years right now because of these transgender boys. Well, and, and it's frustrating to me to even see that we are allowing this because that was the whole idea of having girls' sports so that they can compete with equals so well how about this how about a six foot two (laughs) 180 pound guy going into the girls locker room taking a shower butt naked because you just finished out there running and sweating and doing everything else with your daughter who's 14 15 years old sharing a shower stall or a gym locker room whatever goes on there and y'all are all right with this mm. don't y'all get it's like where where is the the, uproar, the voices yes. and the uproar especially y'all who got kids in the school system yeah, cuz all our children are grown but i worry about our, our grandchildren kids. right that's not right and plus go use the bathroom yeah that like you yep. go into a a 
sacred throne room and I got this six foot six, you know, 300 pound man. Oh, I think I'm a girl. And you're going to go into the girls or a woman's mm-hmm. bathroom. You're going to dinner. Or you're coming from the movies. And this guy come up, excuse me, I'm this man here. And it's like, what? <laughs> are y'all are all right with this? Well, I can hear the frustration in Pastor's voice. Oh, God. But- oh, that's right. Let me calm down. <laughs> let, me, let me calm down. But it is frustration. And what is so frustrating uh, in these uh, presidential order was on this was on top of the list instead of focusing on virus vaccination healing our nation due to the last election helping states and businesses reopen and getting folks back to work that was the first thing he thought about yeah i've been getting to wonder does he is he who's he representing who not voted only, for not, that? Not only representing, but is, does he have all his faculty? And where's the church at? <laughs> yeah, all no those one's ch- saying anything. The, 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 who were all the churches that supported him? I know you got a couple senators from South Carolina and all these black folks. Yes. I'm going to call you all out. Y'all are okay with this? Mm. Where are your daughters at? Yes. And what about your sons? Yes. So scripture <laughs> tells us in James 2.18, Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Because if I'm doing something like that, we're not honoring what God has designed naturally. And his word is true. James 2.26, for as the body without the spirit is dead. Mm. So faith without works is dead also. Bear with me while I try to explain this. If we are put on trial for our beliefs, because we do believe this, Mm -hmm. the court will say, we want to see your faith in action. If the Bible requires something, it is God-ordered. If it is God-ordered, it should be a conviction. And it is a conviction for me. Mm -hmm. If it is a conviction and God-ordered, not to do it would be a sin or disobedience to God. So we're saying, audience, that you're okay with this? That this is suitable for you because the federal government dictates it? That's not in my Bible. And as long as it's not in my Bible and in my word, I'm not following it. Before we state that, what we believe is a conviction. We must be prepared to say that its opposite is sin. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, God. You know, based on transgender sports and the use of the bathroom, we must not be silent because of scriptures. You're correct. That you just mentioned. Yep. In Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, it says these words, which I commanded thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk to them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlet between thy eyes, and they shall write them unto the post of thy house and thy gate. See, and what this is saying is a clear command from the Almighty to give our children a Christian education. education. Right, and we've lost that. And as we prepare to say that 
not to do so is a sin. After all, the Almighty orders it. How are we doing it? What have we provided for our children's Christian education? You teach them at home? You know, school, school was just something that our children went to. What they learned was in our Our home. Training, history, all of the things that everyone says we don't need anymore. They know that and they're passing that on to their children. That's something that they just went through to socialize and do schoolwork to show that you're capable. But they were educated in our home. So how much time are you spending doing it and working with your children. If we have children, we can be sure these questions will be asked. That's what JC was just said. If we say we are against unholy subject matters in movies and TV, why do we allow our children to be exposed to murder, pornography, yes. and obscenity made to seem attractive, normal, and natural in cartoons and family programs. Yep, because they are in family programs. Sometimes I'm going, what? Who's watching this? It drives me me crazy to see how Hollywood portrays men and fathers as bumbling idiots with the children having more common sense than the parents. Mm. Oh, God, help me today. Yes, Pastor, I agree. And it's so funny, doing some research on another subject and just basically trying to really get into my word and find those periods of inspiration that you need to continue to move forward. I ran across a, a pastor called William M. Branham. And I ended up listening, I found him, um, but I ended up listening to a, a short sermon he did, 24 minutes, because he usually talks for hours. He could do sermons, uh, preach for six hours, three hours. But the one of the things, he is like the uh, minister and a father of faith healing. And one of the things that he specified, besides the Christian education of our children, He also talked about when we say that God speaks in his word through the Bible, that's it. There's nothing else. He said he doesn't blame, he blames Eve for going along with the devil because God was perfect. Yes. They had everything. God said that he made them in their image. <laughs> and then you turn around and let some deceiver, some Johnny come lately come and swoop you up thinking, oh, I'm going to be just like God. But you were like God. Oh, so why did you sin? But his whole message is simple. He has a great uh, preaching style. It's very just laid back. But I was mesmerized. I had to listen to that 24 minutes. We even, Pastor and I even had a short uh, summary of his uh, teaching on another subject called demons um, during dinner time. But, you know, the next question the court will ask when we get back to our convictions, do you own a TV set? Well, most of us will answer yes. Mm-hmm. How much did it cost? Mm-hmm. Maybe around $400. Mm-hmm. Where do you keep the TV? In the living room? Why there? Where it is available to the whole family? How much time do you watch it every day? Have you ever heard obscenity on your TV? Mm. Have you ever seen sin exalted? Mm, Yep. Why do you invite 
that into your home. These things you claim are contrary to your beliefs. Uh-oh. This is your conviction. You know, so all of us are like, you know, kind of like have to put blinders on. I'm sorry, and do not Lord. See that. Yes, because we all, me. we all see it. Clean me up. A sharp attorney will ask such pointy questions and our lifestyle should condemn us unless it matches our beliefs. We're in trouble. Yes, the court will concentrate on looking for whether we live our beliefs. We must live up to what we say we believe. The court will not demand that we be perfect, but that we consistently show by our lifestyle that we are living by what we believe. Ladies and gentlemen, television, radio audience, podcast audience, are we living by what we believe? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Have to think about it. Darren, 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 Darren. <laughs> we better take a, let me take a break from our sponsors so we can uh, so I can calm down and uh, and hear the rest of the story. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Time is with transition Not on earth, unmoved, can't stand Come on Not on earth, unmoved, can stand Build your well field Your hopes on things You better hold To God's changing If someone loves you they don't hit you. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House, your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Hi, Dads. Pastor Gary Montgomery with Living Stones International here with a Father of the Tip just for you. Parents are the most powerful influence over their children. So spend as much time as you can while they're growing up. After all, they want to be just like you. Welcome back. Welcome back to segment two of the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. That's my, me. My goodness. I'm still good. I'm still back in segment one. I'm still, uh, I, Father, I repent of all my sins and ask that you forgive me. Yes. In Jesus' name. Because living in today's times is a constant challenge to one's faith. Yes, it is. Just as we mentioned uh, earlier, we talk a holy game, but our actions reveal tolerance for sin. Mm. 
And that's easy. Just watch any Saturday morning or evening TV program or oh, these video games. I can't stand them. Uh, they'll make your toes curl for sure. Well, Pastor, before we focus on the next topic of pride versus contention, this is Black History Month. Yay! You think? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, for for us, Black History Month is uh, every, every day, every day, every year. For, yes. For, <laughs> well, and we always taught our children that they should be proud of who they were. And so we brought to them different individuals who maybe they didn't know about. And especially they weren't really learning it in school uh, because, you know, after a while, seeing Martin Luther King over and over again, there were a whole lot of history. And with our business, uh, when we were building um, electrical mechanical devices to put on trains and buses and rail cars, we actually put together a kind of like a traveling black history program that we took to the school so that people could see who exactly was building these items. Well, my particular black history person for this uh, today is Ralph Bunch. Yeah. He was a political scientist. He was an American political uh, academic and diplomat who received the 1950 Nobel Peace Prize for his late 1940s mediation in Israel. Wait a minute, 1940? Are we still fighting in Israel or doing mediation? Yep. But he was the first African-American to be so honored. He was involved in the formation and administration of the United Nations and played a major role in numerous peacekeeping peacekeeping operations sponsored by the United Nations. In 1963, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President John F. Kennedy. And he's from Detroit, one of our big cities, born in 1903, yes, and died in 1971 in New York. He was Harvard educated. Mm. He had a law degree. Mm. And he also had a degree in economics and political science. So, you know, he was... Heavy dude. Yeah, he was and definitely a renaissance yes, man he before was. his time. Yes, and he also founded the National Negro Congress. This man was awesome. That he has certain, There's a, a few quotes that you, you got to hear what this guy is because, I mean, he's definitely before his time. He said, there are no warlike people, just warlike leaders. Mm-hmm. Sounds like what's going on. This is a guy, who's a Democratic guy. He was, you know, he was during uh, Roosevelt. And he, he's, as a matter of fact, he was there through the Depression and everything, but he still overcame Jim Crow and a lot of situations. Another thing he said is, we must fight as a race for everything that makes for a better country and a better world. We are dreaming idiots and trusting fools to do anything less. Wow. And he says, hearts are the strongest when they beat in response to noble ideals. That's awesome. If you want to get across an idea, wrap it up in person. So sometimes you just can't be, you need to go. Some of this conflict that's going on can be resolved if people just talk face-to-face. Yes. Instead of using Twitter and social media and things of that nature. 
because words or that tongue is so powerful they can cut. But well, I'll, I'll leave you with this is that to make our way, we must have firm resolve, persistence, tenacity. We must gear ourselves to work hard all the way. We can never let up. There should be no room for bigotry in the house of democracy. And and that's one of the things that I just don't understand. We say we have conviction on God's word because that's what we believe. But then we're not willing to bend. We're not willing to meet halfway. We're not willing to hear the other side because of the fact that people are pointing fingers and accusing people of being crazy because I'm heterosexual or crazy because I don't believe in this, crazy because I'm not... Uh, abiding by professor professor jane war she's a professor of gender and sexuality studies at university of california well we've come a long way uh audience some people say we would be hypocrites oh yes because we're talking about no big bigotry and democracy but then you don't let those transgenders go into your daughter's bathroom uh correct yes and not only that but it's boy girl i don't know anything about this other stuff but my question is any <laughs> sin as prevalent and destructive more than anything is pride. And I mm. think that's where we're all getting into trouble. Is any other sin the underlying, perhaps unseen cause of so many other sins as is pride? Mm. Isn't that what um, uh, Biden said? He was coming in to change everything that Trump did even though he got the virus vaccination out, that you're going to change it. And then he gets there and he says, oh, we can't do anything about it. So what is it? What, who are we to believe in this atti- with this type of attitude? Some say ingratitude is the most common sin, but is not pride at the root of such ingratitude? Good scriptural reason supports this notion. The first recorded sin in all of Jehovah's creation involved pride. Oh, wow. Ezekiel 2817 states, Your heart was lifted up, proud, because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Mm. And who is that? No one else but, but. the devil, Lucifer. <laughs> because that's how he thought about himself. He thought he was... Bigger than God. Mm. And because of that, it caused his downfall. But it also corrupted the impossibility of what he was trying to do. It set in motion a reaction to God that continues today. Because one of the things about him, because of that pride, he's never getting into heaven. But he's sure going to take a whole lot of you with him because remember, I'm in that number. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, Because... We are looking at situations where pride gets so, lights our path so much that we can't even see straight. We can't walk straight. We can't talk straight. It's almost like being so angry. You know how sometimes kids get so angry, they just want to lash out. Well, the same thing with adults. And we need to really look at that. Praise God. You know, Proverbs 21.4 says, a high look. A proud heart and plowing of the wicked is sin. Mm. This verse seems to confirm that pride gives birth to more tangible sins. It does. As plowing prepares the earth to produce crops, so pride prepares the way to produce other sins. 
Some Bibles translate plowing as lamp, indicating lightning or guiding the path into other sins. A superior and disdainful look shows a comparison that is taking place and reveals the very essence of pride. Mm. A perverted comparison, a wrong judgment regarding the values or importance of oneself, skills, intelligence, Oh, God. Even beauty. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, you know, express, you know, Ezekiel 28, 17 express should not be confined to how Lucifer judges outward appearance, but it's later explan- ex- expanded to his splendor, his splendor. The Almighty says of him, Ezekiel 28, 13, you were the seal of protection, perfection, full of wisdom. And perfect in beauty. Oh, that must have been so awesome. He had it all. Good looks, brain, skill, power. And it got to him. His very gifts, his strengths, deceived him into misjudging his value in comparison to others. Well, there we go again. Same thing happened to Eve. Each time that we believe that we're bigger than God or we're better than God, Pastor and ladies and gentlemen, we have to start all over again. Proverbs 18, 10 through 12 expresses a consistent biblical principle regarding pride. The name of the Lord, I love this verse, is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his own esteem. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Mm. Pride springs from an unjustified sense of well-being. You know, I got it all. I've got this. I got that. Wealth or strength. The righteous are justified in looking to the Lord for safety, but the wealthy and proud man falls to his destruction because... And his perverted judgment, his confidence is in the wrong place. And, you know, Yeshua said that. Yeah. He said those who are wealthy and have, have it all, they have their just rewards. Well, I know it's, I'm wealthy in the sense of having a great family, a wonderful husband, uh, children and grandchildren, but I know that my wealth comes from God. Yes, indeed. But the wealthy and proud man falls to his destruction. Since the spirit now works in the sons of disobedience, it is no wonder that the history of mankind, I mean, I believe it, it's a continuous stream of wars. We've never Mm. stopped fighting. Ever since Cain and Abel. Yes. (laughs) It is competition taken to its ultimate level where the stakes are life and death for individuals and for the nations. So many subscribe to the survival of the fittest theory because much supporting material evidence exists from human history and in the animal world too, where reflections of Satan's nature are easily seen, but it hasn't solved anything Anything. yet. That's why many are silent when big tech takes away the freedom of speech from those who oppose the current president and align themselves with the former President Trump. Uh, This same attitude can change in a blink of an eye against you and your rights. So just because they took away, it's all right to take away from over there. 
But if it comes your way and starts taking away your ability to get on Facebook, your ability to get on Instagram or Twitter, then what you going to do? You know, Yeshua says we will be persecuted just as he was. But as believers, will you stand on the word or be like Peter when a rooster crowed? Mm. I don't know him. God, you know, and that's why when we come back to the rest of the story, you know, God gave each and every one of us gifts. Yes. So the issue is, do you know what your gift is and work that gift? And get busy. Oh, God, because we are living in some perilous times right now, for sure. Yes, we are. And uh, and any, I just pray that we're covered by the blood, so our radio program is always going to go on. And, and because we are Bible-based, but when they start coming after, we just watched over China just burned all these Bibles and are persecuting Christians. Mm. Are you hearing about that in the main media and in the main news? Or even in the Christian uh, newspapers and the Christian magazines? Or are y'all hearing about all that? That they're burning, they hit a big bonfire of religious books and, and they're killing the, the, the believers over there. Are you ready? We'll be right back. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Hey dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Fathers have the most influence over their children. So dads, please spend as much time as you can while your children are growing up because after all, they want to be just like you. For more information, visit our website, welivingstones.org. Welcome back once again. And, and I know if you desire to present a gift so the program can continue on the air, please go to our website. It's secure at welivingstones.org. And just click on the donate button. And you'll find a lot of things that we're involved with and how we are active in the community, such as uh, last Saturday, yep. we were at uh, Griffin Middle School. Farm Share uh, delivered to us uh, 11,600 pounds of food, and we were able to serve and give away uh, all that food to about 275 families and households. So that means that 275 
the average household being four in that home, that's a lot of food that went out yes, to the is. community. And I'm so thankful that our volunteers were there. Oh, well, they were awesome. We had mm. about three organizations, two from FAMU, a, a group from FSU. Uh, it's just wonderful to see the young people coming out because we do need their arms and legs so they oh, can yeah. help us. <laughs> To pack up and get this food ready, but it was wonderful. I got to say thank you because we can't do this without those volunteers. And thank you to uh, Principal uh, Zelina O'Banner, yes. uh, who's a principal at Griffin Middle School, and Dr. Michelle Gale, uh, who uh, made it happen for us because we just, JC and I, this is something that we have been doing for over 10 years, and we just enjoy uh, serving uh, the community because what better way that you can do? I mean, you need those those three things. Food, clothing, and, and housing. Yep. And, uh, and the food, clothing, we're, we're just committed to that. All right. But just remember, your faithful donation helps us to support this program and other things that we're doing. So have you ever been driving when suddenly someone cut in front of you, making you jam on your brakes yep. and swerve to avoid an accident? Yep. Boy, does, that's what my top blows. But what was your reaction? You heard me, my top blows. But then I do what you just did. I have to breathe in through my nose and blow out my mouth so I can get my anger down. Did you think or even say something like, how could you do that to me? You know, most times I don't do that because it's not even worth it. Because by the time you try to get it out, it's out. Now, I know there's been a lot of people who've put fingers up for me you know, when they do that, but I'm not the one who's wrong. It's, you know, it's like, okay, so we'll, and what I do is always say, bless them, Lord. Did you wish you were driving a tank so you could blast that person yep. and even get even? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you speed up, swerving out of your lane to pull alongside the offending driver to shake your, shake your fish and curse at him or even try to edge him off the side of the road? Now, nope. that's crazy. Yep. I'm not doing nope. that. We've seen that. We <laughs> yes. actually were a witness of a road rage. Yes, and we couldn't believe it. That how she actually rode up on the person, got out of the car. With and kids all, in her back seat. And all I know is I told Pastor, could we just creep back a little bit? So? Oh, and then he takes off. Yes, he does. Now, this is a guy. She takes. He takes off, and she actually gets, gets back in the car yes. to follow him. him. Yes. I never. I haven't been mad. like I've been yeah. mad. I've never been mad like that. But if so, guess what? That was pride reacting in you. Maybe some of us have not gone that far. But even so, most of us have had these thoughts. I love when you're watching a movie and they show a scene where the you see the person actually act out in their mind what they would love to do, but they don't oh, yeah. do it. That's how I try to see myself that I acted out in my mind that I won't be doing it. We can be thankful that we control our thoughts or had no power to bring them to pass. But some do not govern themselves well and end up committing a crime. And a lot of times that's where our crime comes in because they're not, what is it? Green light, yellow light, red light, green light goes, yellow stop, uh, caution and red light stop. So you need to think about that. Isaiah 53.7 prophesies Christ's reaction to a far more threatening situation. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter mm. and as a sheep before its shears is silent. 
so he opened not his mouth. Hmm, how do our reactions compare? Uh, is that what they're saying? What would Jesus do? Oh, hmm. Help us, Lord. You know, that's why I compete. You know, when, when I think about how uh, that road rage scenario that JC yes. talked about, it's people competing for space. Com- people competing against uh, trying to get ahead, uh, trying to get an edge. And compete is defined in Webster's Dictionary as to try to get what others also seek and which all cannot have. Mm. Now, we can understand why the United States is full of violence. The dynamic of U.S. economic engine is competition. We are told, but all that you can be, we're told that, be all you can be. Join the Army. From childhood, we are urged to strive to compete against others. And competition at times make it difficult for people to cooperate because it instills the concept of winning, of getting the prize, the honor, the acclaim, the satisfaction for the self. Does pride play a part in this? We know it does. It is especially seen in athletics where pride is the driving force that propels the gifted onto victory. So where is the pride of boys and men competing against girls in sports and going into girls' bathrooms? I guess that's that laissez-faire attitude. <laughs> oh, God. I knew I'm a competitor. Yeah, we both are. We, 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 and we strive to be the best in education and everything that we've done in our business we try to be the best that we can be. And, and, and because God gave you gifts, God gave us gifts. And I, th- and I think that JC are blessed. We are blessed because we've been able to figure out what our gifts are. Yes. And when you have those gifts and you're able to put those gifts into action, I think that's why a lot of people have problems because they have the gifts, but they don't know how God, to stir them up, them up. Yep. and put them into action. And so you, they might be left behind, and now y'all mad. Why are you mad at me? But not only left behind, but also not able to pull, that, pull it together so they can compete. Because they're always scratching their head, well, how come they can do that and, they, and we can't? How come they're able to build something up and we can't? And I think a lot of times... That's pride in the opposite direction. But, you know, people gamble largely because of pride, thinking they are smart enough and lucky enough to beat the odds. But, you know, that could end up with the car situation. That could end up in accidents, people getting hurt, injured, death. Yeah. Um, A lot of times their judgment is perverted. They compete against the odds maker and other gamblers for an almost impossible prize. This same perversion of judgment by pride is often why some people who know better about God, his laws, and sin still sin. Mm. You know, let me try it. I'll make this one little (laughs) step here, and then I'll come back to it. They become gamblers. Mm. But you know, gamblers who gamble over and over again eventually lose. They think they can beat the odds, but they lose. Says Psalm 10 to the wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. Hmm. Psalms 10, 11, he has said in his heart, God has forgiven. He hides his face. He will never see it. 
Oh, boy, is that shameful. Lucifer's pride rushed him into a confrontation with Jehovah, whose power was insurmountable. He should have known right away he couldn't win. I'm going to beat my creator. Yes. Yet simultaneously, his pride convinced him he could do it. He could beat the almighty Jehovah, the one who says, I am that I am. The universe first gambler had emerged. And guess what? He's trying to take a lot of y'all with him. He is. He's working hard at it because he's seeking who he can destroy. Mm. And he already took a third of the angels with him. Yes. Got kicked to the curb. Oh, God. That's why I love the almighty God. When our fellowship is disturbed by contention, we have evidence that pride is involved. That, and, and when that happens, the adversary is at work. All people are competing for something that's not everyone can have. Mm. With God, we, can be, we cannot be whatever we want. For Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Yes. But God composed the body. In Romans 12, 3, the Apostle Paul says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. This is not meant either as a put-down in any way, or that one is better than the other. But not everyone is the same, you know, and and, and that's and that's so true. Yeah, it is. Because but today, even though we talk about competition, we've also gone the other extreme that everybody wins. You know, yeah. with our kids and sports and things, everyone gets a, a a trophy, everyone gets a certificate, everyone, and somehow that also destroys that that posture of how do we compete. Do we think better of ourselves? Do we work harder, better, longer to well, do what we need to do? Like I said, I coach football, uh, youth football, uh, with uh, the Brent Raiders in Pensacola and also uh, Little Flower Catholic School. And all I know is that uh, I, I got a lot of feedback as from the coach because I taught winning I showed those boys the importance of winning and hard work through education, through your physical body, and the result that will be obtained then. And every a lot of the parents were mad at me. Thank God they didn't pull their kids off the team, although I did lose a couple of the boys, because those boys wanted to win. When it came time for the championship game, those boys wanted to win. And they worked hard, and they and that's, that's all I can say. When you let that testosterone <laughs> come forward, they didn't want to just be equal. Yes. They wanted to be the best and be the champion. And a lot of folks who don't have that, they throw stones and want us to be mediocre. You know, they wanted to be mediocre. And I'm sorry, we just did not award trophies to mediocrity. I understand. understand. And I may be wrong on that, but I don't think so. But I think it produces a sense of confidence, too, that you're accomplishing something on your own. 
But, Pastor, we're getting closer to time. Look at the time. Oh, uh, so no, we not need again. To take, well, we're going to take a break before closing. Uh, we do have our last section. So, audience, stay tuned. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, not a part three. No, not a part three. Okay. We'll be back. Jesus at the center of it Hey dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Just know the Lord, my God, gives gifts to each of us to fulfill his or her position in the body. So we each have a part to play. And we need to know what that part is. Another may not be as well equipped to do a particular job because he has been given other gifts for him to fulfill his function. He gives these diverse gifts so we can cooperate for the well-being of the body, not to compete to its destruction. Mm. You know, the head can't do the job of the arm or the hand, the intestine. We have to know where we fit. If offense and division among brethren are occurring regularly, we can be certain that the king of pride is stirring up pride in them to compete for something all cannot have. I mean, look what's going on now. They're telling us that we need to be deprogrammed for those of us. I did support President Trump, so I'm putting it out there. But it's just like anything else. This is what I believed. I shouldn't be condemned for it. The Apostle Paul expresses a common pitfall of believers regarding pride in 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 2. We know that we all have knowledge. But what did he say? Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Praise God. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows <laughs> nothing yet as he ought to know. So, and I love First uh, Corinthians, I think it's 13. The whole thing is talking about love. A cause of the Corinthians divided congregation, and they were divided even then, was that the members were flaunting their gifts claiming they wanted to edify, but the fruits of division showed Paul the real motivation was intellectual vanity and pride. Too Mm. much. A truly perverse aspect of pride is that one does not actually have to be wise, intellectual, Mm. skilled, Mm. or accomplished to have it, but merely perceiving within one's heart that one is so is enough. Peter Principle. That's what it is. The Messiah says in Matthews 15, 18 through 20, but those things which proceeded out of the mouth came from the heart, and they defiled a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, 
murders, adultery, fornications, theft, fault witness, blasphemy. These are the things which defile a man. Compare this thought with Proverbs 26.16. The slaggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Has the slacker really accomplished anything that might be a basis for being considered wise? No, but he thinks he knows all the answers, and in his pride, let others know. And I always find people like that very disturbing. <laughs> oh, God. So as we close, we leave you with this to consider from Romans 1, 22-23. And if anyone really wants to know the word, Roman 1 really sums up what God is about because he tells us we know him even if we try to deny him. But Romans 1, 22 through 23 says, professing to be wise, they become fools mm. and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creepy things. That's why we deny God. These verses show that pride motivates us to do things that make no sense in the light of God's truth. It motivates us to exalt ourselves above others, to compete against others, and to reject truth, to exalt and promote self. Mm. We will take this to such an extent that we will gamble even with our own and others' lives to bring that result about. Wow. We need you, Lord, we need you every hour. We need you, bless us now, your Savior. We need you. Right now. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we prayed you enjoyed the first part of Get Ready. And, um, and also on, um, I got distracted. Yeah, this new... Su- Subject we just talked about pride and contention. Now I'm still, yeah, you still I'm are still stuck stu- on it. <laughs> oh, God, help me, Father. So, until next week, just visit our, cod, our podcast because now we're on, on um, Stitch. Yes. And uh, some of y'all might be on there already. So, uh, check us out. We're there. Stone Builders Hour. And we'll see you next week. We're out.